jamais. Oui, je sais la même. Find him. Save Martha. nervous it's going to be one of those things like uh westworld where it's like oh we got a whole thing planned here and then it's just masturbation yeah, Damien, on tv and it no, goes nowhere uh, i just bought this crappy laptop today and it's only being used for recording that's how much money so you just buy new computers and take them to your fancy office. I spent two hundred dollars at Discount Electronics. <laughs> discount Electronics. That's how you know it's quality. It's um, hot. It's hot, right? Yeah, it's stolen. Yeah, it's serial number stolen. scratched off. Everything's scratched off. It doesn't even say Dell. It says L. Welcome to another episode of the SSE. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Get to Jesus fucking Christ! My gosh! Countdown. Oh, yeah, we 20, forgot 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, and we split 24, this up. 23, 22, go by threes the rest of the way. 21, 20, now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to another episode of the SSEU podcast. We are coming to you live this Saturday morning. It is negative two Celsius outside and light snowfall on this absolutely gorgeous spring day. The SSEU podcast started as a tribute band to the Sub Beacon, where we would travel around the country and warm up their audiences for them. Today, we are a weekly podcast with a rotating cast of guests with arguments about movies, poetry, counting, medical advice, and singing. You can find us on Twitter at SSEU Podcast or in the megathread where Ryan and Chris are busy sharing their garbage opinions on Wes Anderson and Bojack Horseman. Speaking of Chris and Ryan, how are you guys? I accidentally muted the mega thread, and I don't know how to unmute it. I was, <laughs> That's I was probably trying, for the best. I was okay, trying boomer. to unmute it. The American dream. I was trying to get to, because I got to figure out somewhere to where it gives me the option to unmute it. But Any tweet? It'll be fun. It is, <laughs> is it, 
like literally any recent tweet. You yeah, but I don't see them now. That, that would mean I would have to go search for someone who tweeted in the mega thread and then click on it. I just wanted the tweet to pop up. I wanted the, the thread that I muted to pop up in my feed after I muted it so I could unmute it. All of this elides the fact that everything, almost everything Thomas said was a lie. It is, in fact, Friday night. <laughs> I don't know what Celsius is. It is... I don't know what it is in Austin or in the swamp, but um, here in God's country, it is somewhere, I'm sure, in the 30s or 40s, Fahrenheit. F stands for freedom. Try going to a restaurant. A what? You mean a See, place where you um, like can walk to the door and someone hands you a bag of food? No, like you walk in and you sit down and you have a waiter. You, you can order some alcohol and you can enjoy it there. This sounds, this sounds made up. Thomas, I'm, I have a question for you. Answers. We all know that there's a word for getting drunk at home in your underwear. Yeah. God said again it. Whatever. But we know that you're not drinking for the next, I don't know, eight weeks. Um, is there a word for staying sober while staying at home in your underwear? Pervert? Okay, that's yeah. Mormon. That is Thomas's confession. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, uh, do, do, do you have an introduction for a guest? Uh, because if you don't, I do. Nah. Go let's, ahead. Let's skip him. <laughs> well, we'll have plenty of time to, to, for the listener to just ignore what he says, because you will want to if you <laughs> somehow manage to not blow your own brains out to uh, <laughs> oh my God. End, end the barrage in your eardrums. But, yeah, even I like Adam more than that. <laughs> I don't think you do. Okay. Anyway, uh, our guest is Adam, um, uh, a.k.a. A.D. Lewis. Uh, Adam fulfilled his lifelong dream of getting out of Pittsburgh uh, recently. It's an odd dream to actually want to live in D.C., but hey, to each his own. But I'd imagine life, Adam, is different than what you pitched your wife. I'm sure you were like, hey, listen, it'll be great. We can go to the zoo. They have pandas. <laughs> pandas, Bridget. Instead, he's stuck in a uh, two-bedroom? Yes, a two-bedroom townhome. <laughs> two-bedroom townhome on Capitol Hill with two energetic young young boys. Adam, question. Have you seen Candace Owen at your local Whole Foods? <laughs> <laughs> that, that tweet was so great. I guess she goes there every day. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with the recommendation. No, you know where I saw week. her? I saw her spying at a hipster coffee shop. <laughs> so she's trying to find out what she's, the uh, the other she's side looking is up for to. Jacob. Yeah, think Jacob Wool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to think of the famous people I've seen. So Bernie Sanders lives like two blocks from my place, but I mm. haven't seen him. But what's interesting mm. is true to character. Like this section of Capitol Hill is where the low level journalists and like. <laughs> aides to house members and senate staff so like lived. jonah jonah from veep would have lived <laughs> next to you yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so that is like this section of capitol hill and then if you go four blocks um towards the capitol it is where like the senators and congressmen live so i saw Adam Schiff eating noodles with his wife in his front yard. And I saw... In his wait, front yard? Wait, wait a second. In his front yard? 
Not yeah, gonna, like, we can't. We gotta. We gotta. Gotta hear more about this. <laughs> it was after the uh, stay-at-home order started, and the only thing you can do is walk and jog if you're with your family. Yeah, but I still so we, eat in the kitchen or in the dining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like right when things were getting a little bit tense, and we were walking with the family around. And we went past this, there's a lot of beautiful homes if you go a few blocks up. Mm. And he was there with his, I assume his wife, but who knows with Schiff. And Adam, come on. they were no. eating, um, no, they're in love. They're in love. <laughs> they're very, they're a very happy couple in love. Like, uh, like the Just senator doing... from New Jersey in his movie star girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so they were eating like, fancy like um the what's the japanese noodles ramen in the front yard yeah Yeah. it looked very Uh, luxurious to me they're they're pretty i ate a lot of that in college they're pretty fancy Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, i saw uh, them i saw rand paul like let's let's not skip what kind of pervert is like hey we've got these noodles here let's go eat the fucking front yard (laughs) Were they were they using a fork or chopsticks? Yeah, no, they were using the chopsticks. They had um, oh, he, he was dressed sure. very nice. He had just, on they're like, like look, we'll eat five minutes in the front yard yeah. with the chopsticks, then we'll go inside and get a fork. Yeah, he wants to show it was a symbol of bravery that life will continue as normal. <laughs> we're going to eat in the front yard to demonstrate to the normals in Washington D.C. that this, life will carry on. This is a challenge to executive producer Flag Taylor the fourth. Flag, we want a front yard pasta, sexy Adam pasta. eating pasta, yeah. Sexy pasta. You got to yeah, figure yeah. out a way to grill pasta in your front yard. All right, what was the next one? Rand Paul? Did you punch uh, him? Oh, shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is, as I look back on it, he definitely had coronavirus when I saw him. Shifted. <laughs> no. N- no, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Okay, yeah, so you did see Rand Paul. He, so, so you oh, were in the pool, saying, you were swimming... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in the gym. We were giving each other massages, and I You're said, like, "Wait like, a second! You were waiting on the results of the COVID test." Yeah, You're and letting then we were sitting in each other's eyeballs, and you <laughs> <laughs> were coughing my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Doctor's orders, you know. So, um, well, he's I, uh, that. That's what he's that kind of doctor. He will cough your balls and then ask you to cough. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what all optometrists do uh-huh uh-huh and then we talked about how we had to go back to the gold standard yeah. <laughs> my, it's, eye it's like, it's, my eye doctor's always got my got his hands all over my balls yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but so so adam did you did you have any time to actually live a dc life before the lockdown happened well what's interesting is my my four weeks of like onboarding i which is when um the uh, the real show when I got to hang out with Vic and Jim Swift. I had four weeks of like going to fun DC bars, and it, actually this place was great. Um, it was a few blocks from the White House, and my friend said the great pl- thing about this restaurant or bar is you can spot wealthy Washington people coming in with hookers. <laughs> So he said that, and about about thirty seconds later, this ninety-year-old guy in a beautiful, like Jay Press Brooks Brothers suit, rolls in with he was about eighty and with a forty-something 
blonde in a cheap leopard print short dress. And then they sat down at the bar together. It was delightful. I have two things. The first is that I would like... Adam, did you have time to listen to our last episode? Uh, The most recent thing I've listened to is part one of the Vic episode. Okay. So, yeah. So, last episode, we we, we talked about the way back... And toward the end, Ryan and I speculated about where the way back was set. Uh, Ryan suggested that it was the town. I thought that it was in the Carolinas. But Chris, you did some binging. I watched the movie and I'm like, oh, there's palm trees. Like there's the California. I didn't coastline. notice any palm. T- I didn't notice any palm trees. I didn't notice an ocean. Yeah. Where was the? Where was there? What scene was there an ocean? It was quite obviously California, and I binged it. And yes, in fact, it was filmed in what was the San Pedro neighborhood of Los Angeles. Yeah, something like that, according to Wikipedia. But like anyone with two eyeballs should have noticed it, it was Southern California and not really not not somewhere on the East Coast. I I guess I was blinded by Avlac and just assumed like it was a Boston. I, I just assumed. Wait, are you Boston. talking about the movie The Town? No, <laughs> no, the way back. The way, way back, back, where he's a basketball coach. Keep up. Oh, I heard you say the town. I was like, that's yeah, definitely that's what, Boston. I it was just like, the town I, definitely I assume takes it's place the town. In Boston. I, well, that's what I that's well, where, what I thought the setting of the way back was. Okay, we have a who's on first going on here. Yeah. Okay. It's it's Charlestown, right? Is a particular part of Boston, right? Yeah. That's right. Sure yeah. is. Okay, okay. As long as we're talking last week, um, Thomas, you mentioned at the end that after many drinks, uh, Ben Affleck attempts to drive home with a girl that he graduated with uh, and, and, in fact, goes in the wrong house. Is, is that uh, a drives into someone's graduated boat. with? <laughs> and he, yeah, and, and he drives into someone's boat, not a euphemism. But Vic, you said... Vic is graduated with every class since 1981. <laughs> Thomas, you mentioned that that girl was not worth driving drunk for. So I'm curious if you could give us a list of girls that are worth driving drunk for. So you're saying he he should not risk getting arrested and driving into someone else's boat and stumbling into their house and getting arrested. So please tell me. Okay. It's a really short list. It has two bullet points. Well, I I know Anna Kendrick is on this list. I can guess the other one. That's the first one. Okay. uh, uh, Thomas, shut up. Ryan, who is it? Alicia Vikander. No. Uh, the second, second bullet point are dose of an Asian persuasion. <laughs> Ooh, we're learning a lot about Thomas. Like any, anyone, any of the, 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 like, those are the not, two bullet points. You don't just, yeah. Okay. Uh, but okay. also speaking of last week, Ryan, I understand that you tried to get breakfast at Chick-fil-A today again. How did it go? Uh, uh, uh resounding, uh, victory. I, <laughs> I conquered Chick-fil-A breakfast. I, they, they brought me my food. I was I, I recorded a, I recorded myself while I was there because I was a little concerned. I got there and I was waiting a while. It seemed like they were going to do the same thing as last week. Like as soon as it hit, you know, I got there probably, I think it was like 13 minutes before 1030 this time. And I'd, oh, I'd ordered on the app again and I pulled in, put in my parking space and I was waiting. And after about 10 minutes, I thought, okay, once this hits 10.30, it's going to pop up on the app again and say, your order was canceled. This location stopped serving breakfast at 10.30. Your order was canceled. You have not been charged. 
the, I, the people next to me, they, you know, they didn't seem like they had, they were prepared for what might happen, but I was. But then, you know, when I was looking at the app, like expecting it to say, your order has been canceled. The lady, she showed up right at my driver's door with the food. And I guess she'd been standing there for maybe 15 or 20 seconds before I saw her because she had a look on her face. Well, I couldn't see her face because she had a mask on, but her eyes were saying like, why haven't you rolled down the window yet? <laughs> what are you doing? Why you is, pervert. What, what are you looking what, at in your phone? Why does she have a mask on? Are they cosplaying Star Wars or something? Everybody wears masks, Thomas. It's because you care about other people and you don't want to spread the virus in case you're a carrier. Did she say my pleasure? No, she's not saying my pleasure. What? what? So you oh see? my goodness. Maybe so she's must... mad. She might have been a little bit upset because, oh, because well, I said to her, I didn't know if they were going to bring it this time. Question. Did you say thank you? Yes, of course I said thank you. And she did not what respond. To I don't know. She had a mask on. She might have said it. I also had headphones on. <laughs> so you did the app in, in advance. And yeah, they have okay, the Adam, you haven't you. listened to last week yet. So last, or, and can you have been to premium either. Can we pick him off the episode? Be, well, I got Chick-fil-A I, tonight. I posted yeah, yeah, a premium. Yeah, that it doesn't bus. matter. We're talking about Chick-fil-A breakfast, Adam. So last week. You're, you're out went, of your element. So la- last week, I ordered, I ordered breakfast Chick-fil-A. 10 13 a.m it was it was saturday it was yeah, yeah it was saturday 10 13 a.m i showed up there maybe a few minutes before 10 30 and there were other people there and at 10 30 on the app it popped up and said like um this location stopped serving breakfast at mm-hmm. 10 30 um you uh your order has been canceled you have not been charged and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I ordered at 10.13. Like, I ordered before 10.30. And all the other people that were around me that were waiting, the same thing happened to them. And they all, I looked around, they all had the same reaction. Everybody said, So you, all the cars just pulled away. No one got No, breakfast. no, no. We had arguments. We waited. <laughs> we waited for like 10 more minutes. Because you can't go inside because it's lockdown time. So you can't go inside. But one of the guys, one of the other guys was a DoorDash driver. And he went Thomas, on the door. Thomas, you're like this, those people in Michigan. Keep this in the episode. Like, we are like tell it. the same story every I'm gonna week. Keep, I'm going to tell the story every week. <laughs> well, <laughs> as you should. I mean. And when Guy Fieri's, Guy Fieri's son came out with the frosted tips. <laughs> frosted And he was, he wait, was, wait, he was wait, arguing wait, with the Hispanic wait. guy. What Was it Guy Fieri? I think it was Guy Fieri's son. Because okay. he looked too young to be Guy Fieri. And he was arguing with the Hispanic guy who had a thick accent and I rolled down my window as I was driving by and the, the Hispanic guy was driving for DoorDash because I'd had a conversation for, with him be, while we were waiting for our food to come out. You're and of the people. The, I am. And the kid was saying, I can't understand you. And I <laughs> had my window down and I said, he's saying this is horse shit, you little bitch. And <laughs> then I said, he's been here for 20 minutes because the DoorDash guy, he'd been there for 20 minutes and he didn't get it. And he had customers waiting on him. So mm-hmm. I was like, you could at least make his order. But they didn't. They didn't. But, then the, but then the guy, the manager came out and he's like, I don't make the rules. Yeah, he said, I don't make the rules. That's what he said. And I was like, how much is a Chick-fil-A franchise? Because if no one makes the rules, it can't be that much. Why Why are they like $3 million for a franchise? Yeah, I was going to say, it's a lot for a franchise. My cousin has two franchises that lives in like northern Indiana. He has two mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A franchises. And he's younger than me because his dad bought them for him. 
Screw Patrick. I don't I want like that, that guy. guy to be my best friend. <laughs> where, where right. You can be his best friend. Legs. I don't like it. Like Fort Wayne? Gary? Yeah, like Fort Wayne's um, not north. Ale- Alexandria. Yes, it is. Uh, Alexandria, Indiana is where they are. Where's my phone? Fort Wayne is the further, almost the furthest north you can get in Indiana, you dipshit. Fort Wayne isn't that far north. Yes, it is. It's not Angola. But I was thinking... No, I was thinking Muncie. It certainly is not Angola. <laughs> I was thinking Muncie. It's no Angola. Muncie is south. Muncie you know, you know what, you know what they south. do have in Indiana? They have Ball State, which still is the best name for the university ever. <laughs> yeah, Ball David State. Letterman. David Letterman. It is not the best name. But, like, listen, only someone from Indy would say Fort Wayne is way up north. It's well, like... I, Gary. Gary is far, farther. Yeah, yeah. Gary my South mom is, My mom is from Gary. I'm sorry. Um, your, your your mom and Michael Jackson. Transition. I have a quiz for you guys. You can all play this one, actually. We score one point per question. Are we playing for our stimulus money? Yeah, let's right. do that. Wait, wait, wait. No, we're playing for each other's stimulus money, right? Oh, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Winner gets the other two stimulus uh, how do, money. How do, we, how do we buzz in? Using your name. Our name. That's our own name? Do we say someone else's name? Your own name. That's an original, con- that's an original concept. And you know I, who I, I heard stole it? The Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. They stole it, it from us. It is Suggestion. Five. We should buzz in using the name of a Justice League character, which we choose at the very second we buzz in. All right. We should do it like uh, Mr. Blonde and Mr. Brown, like Reservoir Dogs. We should do that everybody decides their own rules as we buzz in. <laughs> That's the best way to go. Pick a name, any name. And shout it into the microphone. Okay, are you ready? Sims Adam is from the city of Brotherly Love. Did you say Love. Sims or I'm since? not from the city of Brotherly Love. That's Philadelphia. Did you say the I'm game Sims or since? Uh, it, it only makes sense that uh, I include uh, a question about the Rocky movies. So in the Rocky movies... It's not where I'm from. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> starts a restaurant. What was the restaurant Adrian. named? Adam. Aspender. Adam. Restaurant's Adrian. Alfred. <laughs> Adam was first, so you have half a point. The other half is, what is the restaurant known as in real life? Wait a second. Was he buzzing in when he said Adrian, <laughs> or was he answering? Yeah, he my cannot, answer is Adrian. He, he yeah. the, no, he, he didn't buzz in. 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 Adrian. Bassbender. Adrian. Uh, so uh, Adam has half a point. Adam, no, what's I get the restaurant a, I get the point. in real life? I don't know what it's called in real life. Ryan, guess. You can get half a point. But you need to bust in. Rockies. So, Colorado Rockies. Yeah, Colorado Rockies. Larry Walker. Uh, this is all Jack uh, incorrect. Dante Bichette. This is all very incorrect. Uh, the actual name of the restaurant is Victor's Cafe, uh, which I've actually been Ooh. to. So I don't, know, I don't know if you guys actually know that uh, I've been to Philadelphia quite a bit. Uh, I spent some, some time there. She was really hot. Uh, but anyway, uh, Adam, since you're from the town, I had a question for you. How do you pronounce the name of the river that flows through downtown or right next to it? The Schugel? Yeah, that, that makes no fucking sense. The you Google. see how it's spelled? The Google. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's uh, an Elizabeth Warren tribe name. <laughs> <laughs> question two. Uh, Adam has half a point so far and is in the lead. Yes. Where was Timothy Chalamet born? Was Darko. it uh, Ryan? 
Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> that, that, no. Chris. Akron, Ohio. No. Adam. Monse. <laughs> Pennsylvania or Indiana? It doesn't matter. Timothy uh, is actually born in New York City. Is there a thread uh, uniting these questions? Trying to figure it out. <laughs> <Or is laughs> I, this... I can't figure. None of us guessed Pennsylvania. We should have guessed like Philadelphia based on the last question. Th- but... Third question. The theme of this quiz is just things. <laughs> <laughs> things and people that exist. Where did Wes Anderson go to college? Ooh, um... Adam, Adam. UT, Adam. University of Texas at Austin. Yes, that you is correct. You can't say correct. your own name. That's you, that is against the rules because I knew the answer and... I know the answer too. But I and wanted I know to I'm like winning let it, this game. I wanted to let it breathe. <laughs> Question four. We all know that Donald Trump appeared in Home Alone 2. And if you didn't know, everyone knew after Canada apparently edited out half the scene. What was his line in the movie? Lex Luthor. Go, go um, on, Lex. <laughs> I am the healthiest human being that ever lived. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, Batman. <laughs> go on, Robin. You need to take a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's why he was pointing. All right, Guy Gardner. That's it my was... Justice League character. And he... It's not a real well, The scene either. is Kevin gets lost in the Plaza Hotel yeah. mm-hmm. and he asks Donald Trump for directions. That's what happens. I don't remember the exact line. He didn't ask him for the bathroom? That, that's a ha- half a point to Adam. Uh, exactly. Down the hole and to the left. Exactly. What was he asking for, though? Was he asking for the bathroom? Uh, no. Which... What's down the hall and to the left? What was down the hall and to the I don't, left? He's like he, lost in the hotel. Yeah, I know. But was, yes, how does Adam get a point for that? I think he was asking for the bathroom. That's why I said you have to take a shit. I think you have a point for it. But, but bonus, bonus question. Uh, which level of the Bristol stool scale was uh, Kevin McAllister going to emit from his anus um, moments later? Bonus question. Who's the better Culkin, Rory or Macaulay? Rory. Rory, yeah, by a country mile. We haven't seen billions, okay? Succession. Okay, Adam actually has three points now. I can't uh, believe doing you. Really you well. damn right you I do. You gave him two and a half points for that. Uh, Let's round it up to three, though, Ryan. Last question. Nicolas Cage has won one Academy Award for Best Actor. Oh, um, uh, Ryan, Ryan Kinney. Uh, go on, Chris. You didn't finish the answer. The question. I, I'm going to guess adaptation. Uh, Lois Lane. Yep, go on. Leaving Las Vegas. That is Uh, correct. Who is leaving Las Vegas? That is correct. Nicolas Cage won for leaving Las Vegas, which I had never heard about before I put together this quest. Honestly, I prefer the prequel, Coming to Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) He did a movie the year before called uh, Honeymoon Vegas, a comedy. The the middle one of the trilogy, Hanging Out Las Vegas, honestly is the strongest one of the trilogy. I think right, that's Adam, after the sunset. Um, I would send you my stimulus, but you know, I didn't get it this year. Um, <laughs> so. Transition. Many episodes ago, Ryan asked the audience to send in their suggestions. Oh, for, actually, now. screw this. Ryan, uh, t- tell the audience what this is about. This segment is for our older listeners or listeners who are a little bit out <laughs> of touch with popular culture. Shannon. 
Are you having trouble deciphering younger generation slang? Want to know if a word they're using is a euphemism or just a regular type word? Well, we got a foolproof way to navigate the confusing world of words that mean other stuff. Or do they? All you have to do is imagine a sentence in which a young person would use the word you suspect is filling in for another word. And if it makes sense in that sentence, then you've just got yourself some street cred. Let's try it out. Thomas, you asked if um, two words, uh, if they were possibly a euphemism for penis. You okay. asked, you asked, are taco or burger a euphemism for penis? I'm going to, we're going to solve it. As you know, the system works flawlessly. So I'm going to put them in sentences to figure it out. Here we go. Number one, I'd love to put my taco in your taco. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. Doubtful. I don't think that's a euphemism for penis. What about, what about my volleyball coach touched me in my taco? Plausible, but well, that, I mean, could be, could be. that could go either way. Well, the second I'm pretty, word. I'm the pretty second, sure Taco Bell does. Like, I've seen commercials of a, of a hard shell taco in What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, that why was are, why are you, taco. Why are you, Did you ever have that? Why are you arguing against the system right now? It's really good. <laughs> Any, number two. Number two, the other word he asked about was burger. I'm going to go urinate out of the hole in my junior burger. Plausible. I think we figured it out. Taco, But you could also not. literally do that. You could poke, get a junior bacon cheeseburger, poke a hole in it. You know, people may think that we're not credible, but we are credible. Thomas, he, he works at a college. And they, there's a lot of young people at colleges, and they listen to the rap music, so he knows the slang. And you, ha- you have kids. Now, like I have Jonah does this all the time. I, I listen to rap music, and Thomas works at a college that where kids listen to rap music. And then Sioux Falls, it's an extremely guarded secret that Sioux Falls is the epicenter for pop culture. Chris doesn't, Chris doesn't even want me really talking about this because the I don't. people of Sioux Falls are mafia-like in keeping Thomas, their could secret. could you please edit but this out? I convinced him that it was necessary to demonstrate the credibility of our system in this area. Mm. Okay. So, 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 so generally when something hits, like a pop culture, it's already been through Sioux Falls yeah. months before and is already old by the time something gets to like a denver and or an austin or a seattle or portland brooklyn it, it's been through sioux falls like months mm-hmm. before and is already worn out by then january jones has been through everyone in sioux falls <laughs> i don't know if that's related but that's probably true <laughs> okay so we we have a, a potential candidate here from a listener uh, matt mcintyre uh, right, we're gonna uh, do these in real time uh asks us if Check the mail is a euphemism. And he has a suggestion is that it's a mail slot glory hole for mail, mail carriers. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is a euphemism. No, it is not the latter. It certainly the could be the latter. You have to do a sentence. You have to use it in a sentence. That's the system to prove but, that it is or isn't. We use the mail slot as a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Done. All right, there, it, there you go. It is Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> did not use a mail. Obi Wan Kenobi checked the mail slot, but he did not realize that <laughs> Qui Gon Qui Gon Jinn was on the other side. <laughs>
So, okay. So, Ryan, try this one in your system. Kevin Peterson writes in uh, and wonders if yeet, uh, Y-E-E-T, is a euphemism. Okay, uh, you again, I tried to explain this to people. you got to give me what you think it's a euphemism for. Otherwise, the sentences don't work. Like, I can't – how am I going to use – what do you think that yeet would be? All right, well, let's guess. What okay, do you guys use think it in you, a sentence. What do use you think that yeet might be a euphemism for? What do you can think you, that... Question. Can you yada yada yeet? Um, the mailman came over the other day and yada yada. I've got yeet all over the apartment now. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. It is a euphemism. For it is. Done. <laughs> Done. That's like onomatopoeia. It Ooh. sounds like what it is. Yeah. Don't say it too many times. Okay, so we have we have one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Does flying coach mean having sex with the coach of a child sports team? <laughs> yeah, the volleyball coach that touched you in the taco. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to take this one, or you want me to do it? Go for it. Put flying coach in a sentence. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, you guys, I was totally flying coach last night. And he was not as big as I thought. Anyway, I've got to get to algebra. <laughs> so it seems like the answer is yes. This is a dark episode. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I'm really tired today. Transition. So the main reason... Send us more. I want to do more of those. Mm-hmm. So, the, the main reason we'll, that we'll I, totally, I, we will totally follow through if you send us more, <laughs> just like we followed through on everything we've asked for on Twitter. Two months ago, we asked for this two months ago, and we've fulfilled it. You're so, welcome. Transition. So the main reason that we're here today is because Adam forced his way onto the episode because he is very interested very interested in talking about Batman v Superman and Zack Snyder. Uh, and so, so Chris, can you tell me, tell Adam what you told us the other day about Batman v Superman? You were really excited to watch it. To be honest, like I hated Adam before, uh, <laughs> but this has brought it to a whole new level. I had not watched a single Zack Snyder film. And uh, I think, yeah, months ago we had said, okay, Adam's going to come on. We're going to watch um, Batman versus Superman. And in the text thread, I was between uh, Ryan and Thomas. I was like, yeah, sure. Great. I'll, I'll watch it um, with no intention. Like I've never faked it on a movie. What was the movie that JVL faked it on? And, and at the end was like, yeah, I didn't watch it at all. It was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Whatever the most recent one. Signs. No, like the recent one, like uh, uh, Glass. Glass. Glass? Yeah. I think um, it was glass, yeah. We pretended to watch. I was totally going to do that. But then something happened in my week where I was like, okay, I actually do have a chance to watch it. Whatever. I'll watch it. And my loathing for Adam Bleep, that's where Thomas will bleep your last name, is it grew. Like, do you remember the scene in The Grinch where his heart <laughs> grew three times? Like, picture that except it's hatred and not growing three times, but exponentially. Good. Why did we watch? Okay. So, okay. So this was months ago. I watched this movie and then finally Adam comes on and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should rewatch this so I can actually have something to say about it. 
And then I was like, no, I'd rather have nothing to say about it. But I, I mean, I'll, uh, I will, I will liberally interrupt. So that I promise you. Even though, so let me say one thing though. When Thomas said, "If come on the show and suggest a movie that has a bad uh, Rotten Tomatoes score," I suggested like ten movies, and Thomas suggested Batman versus Superman. I wanted what? to talk about throw my best friend under the bus. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd. Oh, I'd have so much rather done Judge Dredd. I would have so much. Rather watch that. But this is better uh, because Chris is wrong. Uh, so, Batman versus Superman. You don't believe that. Eight hundred and seventy-four million dollars at the box office, uh, and as Adam so pointed it's out, totally a hit. Complete. It was hit. a huge hit. It was a huge hit. Huge hit. Big financial Warner's just celebrated this film for all yeah. the money that it made them. They were like, "Do this again, please." Well, we could get to that because I think they thought it would go over a billion, so they panicked. But I think their panic about the movie was not an artistic complaint, but it was an issue with the marketing. Oh, they okay. Didn't so, money. okay, all right. So, so uh, Adam, tell us about Batman versus Superman. Where where does this fit in the DC universe? So I think the criticism that it's not great world building is fair and that the attempts to try to do an expanded universe the way Marvel does, they are not successful at it. I think all of that is very true, but I also think those are arguments about marketing and franchises, not about cinema. As a piece of art, it's an extraordinarily successful movie. Uh, it has a very specific point of view and it takes artistic risks that normally superheroes movies don't make. And I think in that perspective, it is extremely successful. What the executives at Warner Brothers wanted was a bland piece of um, commercial filmmaking the way Disney and Marvel has produced, where they could have a production line and churn and out make money every six months. It, it made more than triple its budget, and that is a massive hit. So we're, we're just letting you keep talking, and it just just keep going. Just like go ahead. That's it doesn't sound like you're letting me talk. <laughs> Come on, it's great. Like everything you said is so true. It's just yeah. Did you like Man of Steel, Adam? I thought I did not like Man of Steel that much. I think there were things about it I liked, but the problem is the problem with Man of Steel and the problem with Justice League is with Man of Steel, Christopher Nolan had produced it, and Warner's tried to Hang force uh, Zack Snyder to do a carbon copy of the of Batman Begins, but about Superman, and so yeah, it's like one foot in two different directors' <laughs> visions. <laughs> You think that Batman versus Superman is better than Man of Steel? Doesn't I think anyone? it's much better. It's you're much a, better. You're an idiot. Like that's the only good DC other than one the Wonder Woman movies. That's the The only interesting movie. thing is if you read the book, did you guys read the book Slugfest? No. I strongly recommend it if you're a comic book fan. It it's is about, about the uh, rivalry between Marvel Comics and DC Comics. So 
basically the story is DC always sold more, had the more popular characters, but Marvel was the more artistically successful brand and would have more respect in the industry and among uh, artists up through the late eighties. And then as Marvel got more popular, it became more, that's when they got very gimmicky and they started printing extra titles and sold out while DC started taking more creative risks. And that's when Alan Moore really broke out. And that's when um, you had titles like Sandman and Dead Man and Watchmen and all of a sudden, and they would also do the one-offs of the superhero characters like uh, Red Sun, where Superman crash lands in Soviet Russia, and Gotham by Gaslight, which is a Victorian Batman. And you got to see these classic characters, but from a very specific artistic perspective. And I think that's when you have the unfettered Zack Snyder you see that in Batman versus Superman, where it's highly stylized. It has a really ambitious soundtrack. It has a really interesting color palette. And you also saw that a little bit in the Joker movie, where it is a very specific one-off. And they're not so concerned with the uh, assembly line products every three months. And they did, did instead Sna- let a director have their point of view. Did Zack Snyder have anything to do with the, the uh, Joker movie? No, he's he's been out of DC since then. <laughs> All right. well, was, so, was there a personal tragedy in his life? Like, yeah, it was very sad. And but he hasn't I, done anything since then, right? Like in the middle of Justice League, his daughter committed suicide? Other asked for the release of uh, it the, was actually, of his himself cut. Yeah, it was post-production. Release my cut! Yeah. His cut sounds very interesting. The the initial cut, his vision of Justice League, the movie, was supposed to be the resurrection of Superman, and but it was an evil Superman controlled by Darkseid, and that was going to be the creation of Justice League to bring... uh, Yes, that's Slugfest. Definitely check that out, Ryan. I got to be honest, like... The DC villains just sound dumb, like Darkseid and like Steppenwolf. Um, See, that's a very poor take. Uh, All of those characters were created by Jack Kirby, who is probably the greatest uh, artist in the history of popular comics. He he didn't do great dialogue necessarily, uh, but his fourth world is what Darkseid and Steppenwolf were part of, and. and Orion and Miracle Man were some of the most innovative comics that Tran- really redefined the industry. Can we talk about movies? In Batman vs. Superman, I-, I liked it. I especially liked Mark Zuckerberg's performance in it. Oh, uh, like, I think that was the worst job. part of the movie. <laughs> what are you talking oh, he's about? a terrific villain. Why was he so weird? He didn't have to act that weird. To be I like that it was actually a toned-down Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no. No. Is there Mark Zuckerberg from the social network? It would have been perfect for Lex Luthor. But he's like touching people. Forcing like um like hard candies into their mouth. Yeah. Not not a euphemism. No thanks. No thank you. 
Yeah, we can. No, we it can was great. Right. He, he was a creepy, evil guy. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg was yeah, made Adam, for that. Adam, is there a Lex Luthor in the comic book universe that resembles this one? Uh, yes. In okay, so I, I actually convoluted. don't. I actually don't want to hear like which like century <laughs> or which writer, but like I just want to know if, if there is. So Lex Luthor faked his death and then posed as his own son. And I actually know that. I okay. actually know that because like oh how the tables have turned. Look how excited he is. Yeah, I know something, but no one wants to hear about it, Chris. Because on. you know what I know. All right, all right, you know what I right. found out from this movie. Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. I know. We finally got to see it on screen. Okay, hang also, on. Also, I okay, like that okay, in the I... Joker movie, too, out of nowhere. They're just like, guess what? Batman's <laughs> parents, they're going to die again. <laughs> Strap in, folks. I hope every Batman movie in eternity has the murder of his parents. As yeah. the Waynes. Okay, so the reason I know is because, like, Superman died once in the comic books. Or maybe more than once. I don't know. But, like, in the 90s. Probably. And I read a few comic books in the 90s. And, um, like, what's interesting about, like, when Lex Luthor posed as his son, like, he was super hairy. Like, he had, like, flowing, like... He, like, he had, like red hair. It was, he looked like, like Bob Ross. <laughs> he had a beard and, like, curly long hair, like, down his back. If there was a like, scene... This is how I'm going to hide. I'm going to I'm gonna be super hairy. With Mark Zuckerberg I was bald. Being, Bar- being Bob Ross, that would have made this movie better. So the, the other thing I know about this movie is that Superman goes zoom, except uh, when he doesn't. Like A lot of zoom if calls. If they've got, like, Lois Lane, like a, a gun to her head, he can't move fast enough mm-hmm. to save her. But, like, when he flies, it sounds like a jet engine. So he's not mm-hmm. actually very fast. But, but he if he were to collide with Lois fast. Lane at a jet engine speed, he would have killed everyone. He sounds fast. It's like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great cinema. So like, if he's like, flies through the air, like there's a, there's a sound effect that's impactful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm glad you're coming around to this. Yeah. All right, Thomas, so, get us so, started. Uh, I uh, I actually had to check my letterbox to see what grade I gave the movie, and I gave it three stars uh, upon watching it. <laughs> Look at my grade. Too many. We're friends on letterbox. Four, four and a half. What's your grade? Seventeen stars. I'm going to talk over them while they're looking at this. When I was watching this movie the first time and um, Daddy Wayne said, Martha, I was really saying, I hope they pay that off later in the movie. <laughs> It's good screenwriting because they introduce it and then there's a payoff later in the movie. And Adam actually believes this. <laughs> yeah. I gave it Ooh, four and nice. a half out of five. In, in the opening battle with Superman, apparently the Wayne employees were just going to go down with the ship until Bruce <laughs> calls and tells them, get out of the building. They're like, <laughs> They're like what, what do we do? We're, there's an we're emergency. Staying, we're, like the building is falling. Stay the course. going to stay in. Well, they're hardworking employees. That's what you do. You don't want to let your boss down. Well, I actually thought that was, a, that's my least favorite part of Man of Steel is all of the, there's like 59 11s going on, but there's no actual people around. So I thought that in the introduction where they show the uh, actual human cost of what a tragedy like would like that would be, I thought that was very good. So, so there are three things about Batman versus Superman. I like uh, the first is only three. You can narrow it down. 
The first is creepy Mark Zuckerberg. That's great. Yeah. The second is Gal Gadot. And the third are the fight scenes between Batman and Superman. I think they oh, they're are great. among the best I've seen in comic book movies. Because, Absolutely. of course, Superman wouldn't move fast enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Why is he like, throwing him around? Like, why is he throwing Batman around? Wait, wait, you don't like Holly Hunter? Holly Hunter is, is Holly Hunter fantastic. is the best part of this yeah. movie. She's, she's yeah. great. She's Holly great Hunter in everything she's in. Thomas. Mark Zuckerberg uh, sucks in this movie. I've listened to an uh, interview with Jesse Eisenberg in real life, and he really straddles the line of being like a Bernie Burrow, but trying to be also like a Southwest uh, or a Midwest kid too. To where I swear, are you talking about him on the Conan podcast? He's, he's just yeah. Did you? Listen he to he that was one? such a tryhard to be like, oh, I'm just oh a normal guy from the Midwest. He was, he but he's clearly a just a Hollywood douchebag. But he was yeah. He was such, such a, a tryhard. Douche. Yeah. He where, was trying he from? so hard. It from I. He's from New York. Is he from parents, Fort Wayne? His, no, his parents are from. Yeah. His parents are like rich or like political people in New York or some or no no. His parents are writers in New York, and. So he grew up really rich, West, but his wife, West his wife, shut up, Chris. His wife is from. Let's the keep Midwest. interrupting because I don't think Ryan will tell us. His wife is from the Midwest, and so they moved to the Midwest after he became a star and bought like a big house. And they, and when he's not doing a movie, they live in the Midwest. And he tries to in put Gary? on this this show, like something like that. It's like Michigan, like somewhere just like, you know, in the country. He tries to put on this show of being like straddling the line of being a Bernie bro, but also no, I'm just, you know, nobody wants to hear what I have to say about politics, but here's what I have to say about politics. Holly Hunter is 62. Gal Gadot is 34. I rest my case. Um, <laughs> still, I still don't think it was a good movie, but it's exactly a, it's good entertainment for the Three hours that I watched it. Um, <laughs> also, the Batman, the straight up Batman action. I, I like how it picked up a little bit off of the Dark Knight, where he is. Do not, do not bring up the Dark. Yeah, yeah don't even. Don't. Oh no, don't it's not as good as the Dark Knight. It's not as good as the Dark Knight. I will concede that it is better than Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins, but it's not you as good as the Dark idiot. Knight. <laughs> What? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Why did you let him come on? Because here? he is the biggest troll in the SSE. He is not a troll. He doesn't believe it's any of this. If it's true. He does not this believe. This is a bigger troll than this. when JVL said that Chav King he... Arthur is this <laughs> the best movie of whatever year that came out. We're all fans of Batman versus Superman, Adam. Why we all love it. That's right. What? What? what it's agreed you... on. Why, why do you screw up a movie with this cast with Jeremy Irons and like like it's, it's an amazing I like cast. an Alfred I like an Alfred who's not about to die. I, I like an <laughs> Alfred about to die. But all of Jeremy Irons' lines are so stupid. Like I I'm like, how are you wasting Jeremy Irons? Have you I, seen pretty spectacular how much have like seen, is screws up? Chris, shut up. Chris, uh, Adam, have you seen the HBO Watchmen series that came out last year? I haven't watched it because oh, I'm a big fan of the so comic good. and a bigger fan of the movie because it was directed by the great it's Zack better. Snyder. I, I like that. I so like the Watchmen movie is the best thing Adam uh, Zack Snyder's done. This is better than the Watchmen movie, the series. Oh, well, I, I I'm so really good. nervous. It's going to be one of those things like uh, Westworld where it's like Ooh, we got a whole thing planned here, and then it's just masturbation yeah, Damien, on TV, and it no, goes nowhere. Uh, Damon Lind Damon Lindelof. He doesn't. He didn't want to do more than one season. 
so they they did a good job of if if it doesn't go more than one season it's fine it's it's oh really yeah so it could just be a miniseries it could they'll probably do damon is not doing any more hbo will probably do more because it was such a success but damon said i'm i I had nothing else to say about this Uh, question is there anyone who actually thinks the Watchmen movie is better than the series no 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 i I didn't think the series is so good adam could we have you give a ranking of sex snyder movies yeah i'll give a ranking i also love how thomas says sack Sack Snyder. Sack Snyder. So that's, if I were to rank Sack movies, um, number one is Watchmen. Number two is Batman versus Superman. Number three is 300. Number four is Sucker Punch. Number five is uh, Dawn of the Dead. Number six is Man of Steel. But you like all of these movies except for Man of Steel? I like all the movies except for Man of Steel. You son of a bitch. Okay. There's only two good movies. He's such well, a troll. No, they're all Dawn great of the movies. Dead. I forgot that he did Dawn of the Dead. That's, it's that's great. Funny. It's it, better it, than the original. And the original is a Pittsburgh classic. So it's Watchmen, Man of Steel, Dawn of the Dead. And none of the other ones. So I, I also have a, a Zack Snyder ranking based on the movies of his that I have seen. It is 300, second, uh, no, maybe. Do you need your reading too. glasses? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Third, Man of Steel. Second, Batman v Superman. What's number one? 300. 300. Okay. Are you kidding me? 300's very you, good. Thomas, you hated 300. 300 uh, was a huge hit. Luke literally texted us, this is not a good movie <laughs> in the middle of watching it. 300's throws, a brilliant movie. He throws people down wells. It's great. This guy can gets te- it. Can I tell you the best part of Batman versus Superman? I know. <laughs> yeah, the, go on. The, the sad Ben Affleck gif. Sad Ben Affleck Are you going to... The, the one where he's being interviewed... Next to Henry Cavill, and like Henry Cavill's talking, oh, and yeah. ben, ben Affleck is super sad, and it's and they do the hello, oh, darkness, mild. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, where are He's we going through divorce? Talk man. About my favorite part of Batman versus Superman. Do you, you know? Have, well, well, let's let's so do a Scoop McNary. Let's let's when, do it. Scoop Scoop McNary. Uh, Scoop McNary is a great actor, Austin guy. I've seen him running at the park that we go to. Um, he when he was he eating like, noodles in his front yard though? <laughs> no, he was jogging. He he had some tight pants on. He was jogging. Loser. Um, and uh, so when he goes to the Superman statue, and they show the Superman statue, and they pan down, who did that statue? Because Superman has a tiny dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're like giant man baby dick <laughs> whoever did that whoever they commissioned to do that statue hated <laughs> i took a screenshot of it on my old phone i don't have it but oh is- what a shame Okay. I think so, maybe it's a reaction to uh, Batman and Robin, where they emphasize like their giant dicks are like flopping around everywhere. 
And they had nipples. Their nipple suits, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like a weird gay S and M thing. It's apparently for children. <laughs> okay, so uh, I found my Zack Snyder ranking. I've seen four of his movies, actually. So uh, this is the third Zack Snyder ranking we've heard between from two people. We should rank the Zack Snyder rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is number one, of course. I've seen them all, and I Thomas's like them all. third one, and then Thomas's first one, and then you Thomas's haven't even heard my third one. Okay, all right, go ahead. Fourth, Man of Steel. Third, three hundred. Second, Batman versus Superman. And number one is Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I actually saw it in theater. Wait, uh, Legends of the Guardians is Zack Snyder too? Legend it's of the Guardians. Owl movie. Yeah, the Owl I've, movie. That's actually good. I didn't know that was Zack Snyder. See, he's a great filmmaker. Of course it's Well, good. I don't know about that. He, he makes films. <laughs> Uh, what else do you guys want to say about Batman v Superman? Well, well Thomas, I, I want to say I, something about the Batman stuff. That's in the, the specifically the Batman stuff in the movie. It's one of the best iterations of just Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck's performance is Bruce Wayne. Uh, the the scene when they're at the party and he breaks into Lex Luthor's lab or whatever. So it's stupid, this I cool agree. little Bond thing. It, it's very well done. Bond? <laughs> And the, yeah, it's like, it's like Bond, he like, walks down the steps. You can't be down here. You can't be down here, Bruce Wayne. And then he says, "Oh, okay, I'm fine." And she leaves and just leaves him down there. Yeah, because he's so slick. Super James. It's Bond. great filmmaking. And, and Thomas's favorite got and they just are like. And then the other scene I like is at the beginning when they show Batman break. He goes into like this bad guy layer where these punks are and he beats them mercilessly and then brands them because they're bad people. I really like that they push the idea of him being a vigilante to an extreme uh, level. Libertarians had a problem with that scene. Well, that's the great thing about Batman is he <laughs> is a vigilante who takes the law into his own hands and it brings up so Superman's existence as a god on Earth brings up moral questions, and Batman's tactics in crime fighting because he is mortal. He goes to I his know. own extremes, and it's an interesting paradigm. A good movie about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, just going to so, read my notes. Wait, hang on, hang on, Ryan, be quiet for a second. So, uh, <laughs> uh, do you rank this Batman above the Nolan Batman, Adam? <laughs> Oh, I, I rank this one above Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Not as good as The Dark Knight. It's going to be sick. <laughs> well, Chris left. <laughs> <laughs> because you said something really offensive. Do you know what city they filmed Dark Knight Rises in? Who cares? Uh, well, Pittsburgh. Uh... Uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right, because so, uh, what's wait, wait, which, one, which, which one's filmed in Chicago? Um, uh, well, Dark so Dark Dark Knight and Batman Begins are filmed in Chicago. Dark Knight Rises is Chicago and Pittsburgh. Okay, There's the Heinz, entire third Heinz Field and Heinz Ward um, as the field is disappearing behind them. That's right, and the mayor of Pittsburgh is the 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 punter for the opposing team. Hang on. Are you a friend? Are you a fan of Heinz Ward? 
Uh, of course, Super Bowl MVP. Oh One of the dirtiest it, was he Super Bowl MVP? Absolutely, Super Bowl Forty Which? MVP. The, the okay. one the Adam, go on. That was fuzzier than me. So when they the summer before they uh, the Dark Knight Rises was released, they had open auditions for the Dark Knight Rises, and the characters they were looking for were policemen, the Dark Knight, and <laughs> criminals, and then the third thing was going to be stockbrokers. So, <laughs> you tried out for a stockbroker. Uh, which one do you think I would be the best fit for? You would have been a great stockbroker. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled in. It was like a July day. I had stayed out drinking with friends until the bar closed, <laughs> and then I had to get downtown at like six a.m. and I'm in like a wool suit, like chugging <laughs> bottled water for my Dark Knight Rises extras audition. <laughs> And they just they did ended up not shooting the stockbroker scene. They filmed that in Chicago, so oh. I did not get cast. Well, because listen, dear listeners, you would have definitely been. I could have gone to the um, Heinz Field scene, but I was on vacation then. Dear dear listener, Humblebrag, Adam was an actor in his day. You starred in. In multiple musicals, right? Or at least I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah multiple. You know, look at that chin. Of course, you did. Well, yeah, which, nice which square jaw. Did you star in? Uh, I starred in. Uh, my biggest one was West Side Story. I was Tony in West Side Story. Um, the bad, he's I had the bad lead, guy. Yeah. See, he's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. Adam had actually. a different take. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, there's actually a great uh, article in Commentary Magazine about the revival of West Side Story by Terry Peachout. I commend that to all of you. Who recently lost his wife. I know, very sad, yeah. very sad. He's a great writer. He's a great man. Yeah. So uh, one more thing about Dark Knight Rises, though. Um, so when yeah, they let's, actually... Let's talk about a good movie. Yeah, go ahead. When they actually started filming The Dark Knight Rises in Pittsburgh, there was a lot of buzz about it being uh, filmed in town. And we thought, oh, maybe we'll see them filming, blah, blah, blah. So uh, my wife and I were just dating at the time. We're walking back from a restaurant and we were getting back to my apartment. And right next to my apartment is a Catholic school. And there were, it's out for the summer, but there were dozens of cars parked in the, uh, the lot. And there was a, several trucks. And as we got closer, they were all cabs and police cars covered in snow. And then we saw the Gotham City license plates. And then the next morning, we uh, woke up to very, very loud noises, and we saw them unloading the Batmobile out of the back of the truck. Ooh, oh, shit. And they, the famous courthouse scene in the, um, in the Dark Knight Rises where he fights Bane is actually a block and a half from my, uh, from my apartment. Nice. Yeah. So from your former apartment, we we told everyone how you finally escaped Pittsburgh. So uh, one uh, last question for Adam: What's your favorite Marvel movie, and what's your least favorite Marvel? Well, the least one is Civil War. 
I think we established. Yeah, my least favorite is Civil War, and I think my favorite is Thor Ragnarok for all the reasons I just said. I like Batman versus Superman. What you don't Thor Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok? Thor three? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's amazing. You are. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. We're not allowed to say retarded anymore, but you're retarded. Ryan, you're thinking the second one. You're thinking of the Dark World. Ryan, he said Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and that one's amazing. No, he likes it. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the ones that he doesn't like. No, no. Okay, you're not a good listener. That's uh, what never, shows I've never been accused of that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I've never heard that. I believe that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for coming on and spreading your wisdom really? on the podcast. Really? Are we going to lie to him? I enjoyed it. I don't know about you. I predict this will be the most popular. It will make $874 million. Yeah. It'll make 874 <laughs> <laughs> it's what we always aim for on our podcast. We yeah. want to make 874. From Apollo 8, good night and good luck. All my life from the long arm of the law. Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my home. Oh, mama, I can hear you a-crying, you're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have that. Touchdown, Steelers! Okay, so I have two things for the post-show, the, the outtakes. The first is, uh, as I told Ryan, uh, this, is, this is what provides my internet now. That's this, insane to me. This, his this his internet thing. was so bad last week before he got this. And that thing's not even plugged in, did he? How does that work? It's 4G. Sweden has magic. It's it's essentially a hotspot. It's 4G. The the mast is somewhere in the center of the village, and it sends signals to this, and it's amazing. Wow! Uh, because it's the middle of nowhere. We don't have. How often do you charge they that thing? Uh, I don't know. I usually I've I just keep it charged, so I don't know. All right. So you um, just happen to unplug it. Well, because it's show and tell, which is what we do on podcasts. That's yeah, right. But it's just like a little thing. Like it shouldn't be this much better than it was last week, just with that little piece of junk. Yeah, that that is pretty wild. That uh, that cellular internet is significantly better than. If he well, says he gets we, we, forty, we don't, ha- we don't have. If he gets forty megabit, if he gets forty megabits download from that little thing, 
you don't get I don't get 40 megabits for my phone, which is 40 LTE. Uh, so uh, the other thing is that uh, so I've essentially stopped listening to podcasts because it is all Corona <laughs> all the time, and I am so sick of it. I listen to the sub beacon, but not even there can I escape it. They will talk about, oh, how is it infecting movie theaters, which is, you know, still marginally more interesting than commentary talking about how the world is going to end tomorrow. So I don't know. I'm proud that on this podcast, we provide content that is non-corona related and just brightens everyone's day. There are famous stories of people in the movie theater shouting oh fuck off movie when the martha scene happens when, <laughs> when, when, I, I can't believe say, that made a final why cut why did you say martha <laughs> it's, it's not like an incidental scene it's like a key scene it is i know it's good screenwriting because they introduce so many, it in the first act and there, there's a payoff in the third act there's so many twitter tweets about people shouting oh fuck off movie at the screen. So true point. story, true story. I saw this in the theater opening night and the audience cheered, cheered with delight uh, when Batman defeats Superman in their confrontation because the scene was so well choreographed and engaging. <laughs> wow, you, you <laughs> went with a bunch of prisoners. Um, <laughs> you live in an interesting... Yeah, and then well, at least you know the best. Can you believe I left that city? 